Good morning, folks. Welcome to Quiver. Today's reading is Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 11. And as always, I'll be reading from the NLT. So please, if you have a Bible in front of you, please feel free to follow along. And if not, well then, I'll read it a couple of times and you can listen in. So, here it is. We don't remember what happened in the past. And in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. Just read that again. We don't remember what happened in the past. And in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. No one will remember you. What you're doing doesn't matter. (laughs) Cheers, Solomon. That's uplifting. Not exactly the type of thing that we want to spend our Friday morning reflecting on, but here we are. It's in the Bible. It's where we've got to in Ecclesiastes, so we're going to tackle it head on. How much truth do you think are in these words? How much of it do you think is actual wisdom? And how much do you think of it as just Solomon being a bit melancholic? Solomon, like his dad, I think he enjoys a wee bit of melancholy. And I think any time that we read pretty much anything written by the spawn of Jesse, whether it's the Psalms, the Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, we need to breach it carefully and we need to see, you know, what's going on here. So really simply, today we're going to see how he's right. We're going to look at the two ways. We're going to, First one, he's right, this is true. And the second option, actually, he's wrong and that's not true. So here we go. First one, he's right. I suppose whenever I was reading this and as I was reflecting on it, I kept thinking about who do you remember? Like, who do you remember from all the pages of history? Who is it that you actually remember? Who is it that you, the names that jump out to? For me, it's people like, kind of cliche people, like Mother Teresa and Stalin, Adolf Hitler, um, Steve Jobs recently, uh, Adam and Eve, Noah, you know, all these sort of like big names. But if you think about the millions and millions, probably actually billions of people who have lived in the whole scale, the whole scope of history, and the only names that we really truly remember, you know, there are a handful in the grand scheme of things. So in that regard, perhaps Solomon is right. Maybe it's only for a select few who do something really big, whether it's good or bad, who will actually be remembered. What's happening right now that will truly be remembered? That's another question that I had whenever I was was reading this today. You know, like I was saying in yesterday's episode, where our culture is so excited about what we're doing and, you know, we're innovating and we're making iPhones and we're building cities and we're doing da-da-da-da-da. But actually, that's been going on since humanity's been around. That's not a new thing. We've always been having new technology. We've always been building cities. We've always been innovating. And... Really, what are we doing today that's going to be remembered in a thousand years' time? I don't know. Whenever I was quitting, whenever I was deleting my social media, there was a guy on LinkedIn. He uh, he left a comment on my post and he said something along the lines of, good for you, Matt. You won't miss anything and you won't be missed. <laughs> and you know what? It was actually really, really solid advice. Solid truth. And he's right. You know, like you can get so caught up in your own head. You're like, what I'm doing is so important and and you know like my content is valuable and my work is valuable and you know at the end of the day 
I jump off social media and life goes on, you know. Or I remember whenever I was 18, I was moving away from Northern Ireland and I was going out to travel the world and it was this big emotional farewell and I was writing people letters and people were coming to goodbye parties and it was like, wah! And then you leave and life moves on, you know, or kind of more somberly or a little more depressing. Like when people in your life die, when people in your, your life pass on, yes, there's hurt and yes, there's pain. But life has a way of just pushing forward. The forward momentum of life is relentless and it doesn't stop for anything. I suppose the other thing that I was thinking about, kind of alluded to already, is the fact that, well, we're a grain of sand in the desert of history. We really are. You know, like we are a speck, we are a small little piece. When I think of everything that's gone before, everything that's coming after, do, I, do we matter? Do I matter? I'm just one guy living in a relatively small city in a small country in a, you know, a small part of the world. So flip it all on its head. The second option is actually Solomon, he's wrong. And that would be that what you're doing matters. And I do believe that what you're doing really does matter. I believe it matters to the people alive today. I believe it matters to the people to come after. And personally, I believe it matters to the kingdom of heaven. Even if you're not Mother Teresa, even if you're not the next, I don't know, Freddie Mercury or the next Apostle Paul, what you're doing still matters, especially to the people in your life, the people that you're going to contact today. Because these are the people that you live your life with. These are the people that you get to share this little slice of history with. These are the people that God has specifically put you onto this planet into the time of history that he did. You ever think about that? You know, you hear preached a little bit about Jesus, about how Jesus came into history at just the right time. And, you know, you think about it like God could have put Jesus into any point in history that he chose, that he wanted to, but he chose to do it when he did. And is that not really interesting? And I think it's the same for us. Like we could have been born anytime at any point. And yet God chose 2018 for you to be here. 2088. What does that number mean to you? I was at, I was at a, like a little conference recently and someone put this up on a slide and it really impacted me. And it was all about teaching. And they said 2088 is the year that most kids who are born today, born in this year, will retire. And he said something like, as teachers, we're called to actually teach and equip these people with the skills they need all the way to retirement and beyond. And I was like, wow, that is a purposeful perspective. And I think that that is amazing. And as Christians, if we are involved in kingdom work, aka being obedient to God, aka bearing fruit, aka being a good steward of our talents, aka sowing good seed on fertile, fertile ground, or aka walking in his will for our life, I believe that we can make a, a massive impact that can have an impact on the future. Because we have a hope for the future. We have a hope that what we're doing matters. And we have a hope that what we're doing can impact eternity. Before we move into our guided prayer, I actually would like to share a little something that I read in a book recently. I've been reading this book called The Alchemist. It's fiction, you know, complete fiction. Uh, but it's actually, it's one of my favorite books and I keep telling everyone about it. But there's a little bit in there that I thought was a really nice story and I just wanted to, to share that with you. 
So it goes something like this. In ancient Rome, at the time of Emperor Tiberius, there lived a good man who had two sons. One was in the military and had been sent to the most distant region of the empire. The other son was a poet and delighted all of Rome with his beautiful verses. One night the father had a dream. An angel appeared to him and told him that the words of one of his sons would be learned and repeated throughout the world for all generations to come. The father woke up from his dream, grateful and crying because life was so generous and had revealed to him something that any father would be proud of. Shortly thereafter, the father died and he tried to save and as he tried to save a child who was about to be crushed by the wheels of a chariot. Since then, since he had lived, lived his entire life in a manner that was correct and fair, he went directly to heaven where he was met by an angel that appeared in his dreams. You were always a good man, the angel said to him. You lived your life in a loving way and died with dignity, and I can now grant you any wish that you desire. Life was good to me, the man said. When you appeared in my dream, I felt like all my efforts had been rewarded because my, son, my son's poems will be read by men for all generations to come. I don't want anything for myself, but any father would be proud of the fame achieved by one whom he had cared for as a child and educated as he grew up. Sometime in the distant future, I would like to see my son's words. The angel touched the man's shoulder and they were both projected far into the future. They were in an immense setting surrounded by thousands of people speaking a strange language. The man wept with happiness. I knew that my son's poems were immortal, he said to the angel through his tears. Can you please tell me which of my son's poems these people are repeating? The angel came closer to the man and with tenderness led him to a bench nearby where they sat down. The verses of your son who was the poet were very popular in Rome, the angel said. Everyone loved them and enjoyed them. But when the reign of Tiberius ended, his poems were forgotten. The words you're hearing now are those of your son in the military. The man looked at the angel in surprise. Your son went to serve at a distant place and became a centurion. He was just and good. One afternoon, one of his servants fell ill and it appeared that he would die. Your son had heard of a rabbi who was able to cure illnesses and he rode out there for days and days in search of this man. Along the way, he learned that the man was seeking, the man he was seeking was the son of God. He met others who had been cured by him and they instructed your son in the man's teachings. And so, despite the fact that he was a Roman centurion, he converted to their faith. Shortly thereafter, he reached the place where the man he was looking for was visiting. He told the man that one of his servants was gravely ill and the rabbi made ready to go to his house with him. But the centurion was a man of faith and looking into the eyes of the rabbi, he knew that he was surely in the presence of the Son of God. And this is what your son said, the angel told the man. These are the words he said to the rabbi at that point, and they have never been forgotten. My Lord, I am not worthy that you should have come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. The alchemist said, no matter what he does, every person on earth plays a central role in the history of the world. 
And normally, he doesn't know it. As we move into our time of guided prayer, just lots of stuff to think about. The people in our lives, the things that we're doing, how we're spending our time. Are we making a difference? Is what we're doing purposeful? Does it matter? I believe that if you've God on your side and if you're walking with him, the answer can only be yes. So, we're going to put seven minutes on the clock. This timer, by the way, I think is supposed to be for cooking, but sure, we'll use it for a wee seven minutes in heaven. Why the heck not? This part of the podcast is basically called Guided Prayer. Now, that might sound a little funky, a little strange if you're new. Guided Prayer is basically an opportunity for us to take, as we said, seven minutes, just out of our busy days, just to actually spend with God. It's an opportunity for us to pray. It's an opportunity for us to hear from God. It's an opportunity to really unburden ourselves of whatever it is we're going through. Or it's an opportunity for us just to express gratitude and just experience the joy of his presence. And there's four major sections. You get a couple of minutes in each. That's I'm basically here just to stop you from getting distracted as you're driving down the road. You know, I know what it's like. You're praying. Next thing you know, you're looking at the countryside. And next thing you know, you're <laughs> you're way off in your head somewhere. And so this is basically just, I, I find it helpful to help keep me on track. And so I'm really just here just to um, guide us through that. So here we go. So the first section is praise, really simply, an opportunity for us just to give thanks to God, an opportunity for us to let him know how grateful we are for the things that he's given us in our lives. And, you know, you can speak these things out, you can write them down, you can just meditate on them, whatever it is, here's your couple of minutes just to do that. So the second section is really simply called requests. It's basically an opportunity for us just to ask God for the things that we need in our lives. Could be something for today, could be something really specific. Could be for one of our family members, one of our friends, 
one of our work colleagues, could be something financial, could be something physical. You get the drift. It can be anything. Here's an opportunity just to, I love that word, just to unburden ourselves to God. He already knows what we need before we ask him, but there's something so therapeutic about actually just asking him and getting it off your chest and then just trusting him in the process that he's going to take care of it. So a couple of minutes just to make any requests that you have um, just to God. So the third section is one called actions. This section is basically all about our today. It's all about what is our to-do list for today? What does our calendar look like? I don't know if you've got your Google calendar set up for today. I know I do. And this is an opportunity to actually allow God to speak into that. Lord, what is it that you would have me to do today? Is there anything specific, whether it's big, whether it's small? Here's an opportunity to really hear from God and allow him to actually give us instructions and give us actions that we can take and not opportunities to be obedient that we'll see amazing things happen, see the kingdom being built, and kind of allow him to work really directly into our lives. So let's open ourselves up. Jesus, here we are. We want to hear, what is it that you have for me today? Please speak clearly, and please help me to be obedient to that. The last minute here, we like to call yearn. Yearn is basically an opportunity for us just to hear a word from God that our hearts are yearning to hear, that our souls are yearning to hear, that we're longing to hear from God. We might not consciously know what that is, but here's an opportunity just to receive a really specific word from God. So, Father, here we are. We're your servants. We're here. We've made this time for you. Please speak to us exactly what we need to hear today and help us to be open to receive it.
So, Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for this time we've been able to spend with each other. And this time we've been able to spend with you, delving into just the mind of Solomon, the mind of this amazing king who was so wise and had so much to offer, but also seeing how it's relevant to us today, also seeing how actually we have a hope that Solomon didn't have. We have something even greater than his wisdom because we have you. And so, Jesus, I pray that you will just fill us with such a sense of our purpose, that what we are doing matters, that the people in our life, we are there for a reason. We are in our jobs for a reason. Lord, help it, help us not to kind of be cocky and confident, uh, overly confident, but Lord, give us a real meekness and a quiet confidence in you and in what you've called us to do. So Jesus, I just pray that you bless every single person who is driving to work, walking to work, coming home from work, lying in bed, wherever they are, Lord, just that you will really fill them with your spirit, fill them with new purposes, new dreams, and inspire them and encourage them to keep on walking on what you've already called them to do. Ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, guys. Absolutely legendary. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to it. You obviously don't have to, and I hope that the show adds some sort of value to your life. And if there's any way that I can make it better, please do reach out to me. You can email me at matthewtbelfast at gmail.com. And honestly, I make this show for you. It's why I do it. And so any way that you can help me make it better, help me, help you, help me, help you, you know, that would be great. And I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Go and get it. It's going to be a good one. What you're doing matters and what you're doing can impact forever. See ya.